and we're live. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks you for joining us today for an exciting episode of The Blind View with your co-host, T.P. Lucas, and myself, hey. Rebecca Meadows. Yep, hey, T.P. Um, today, T.P. and I are going to talk to you guys about this new virus that has just broken um, the monkey pox and what's being said about it and our thoughts and feelings about it. And as you guys, as our viewers, you guys can interact and, and share your feelings in the comment section and Gina would read them aloud and TP and I can, you know, consult with you guys as well if you guys want, choose to do that, okay? Um, anyway, so before we came on the air, Gina read to TP and me the CDC's official statement about monkeypox. And it sounded really blatant to me and really, I don't know. I mean, I, I wasn't surprised to find that it just didn't seem to have a lot of good information in it, I didn't think. And so um, we're going to talk about what's going on with this new uh, virus that's out there and what we can do to protect ourselves and our families and how we can possibly do things differently this time and not ruin our economy and and our education system and stuff like we did before. Um, how are you, TP? I'm all right. How about yourself, Becca? I'm good. You sound really good today. Well, yeah, I'm feeling good. Um, I don't know. Um, this this monkeypox thing, though, um, I don't know. I, it's like these things are happening like as, as like the timing is so precise to be used as like distractions from more dangerous stuff. Like monkeypox hasn't killed anybody in America, not one single person. You see what I'm saying? Has not oh, harmed I a soul. Here you have one proof, one certified case of monkeypox in America. You know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, if we continue to do what we've been doing for uh, Corona, you know, mask up, six feet, mm -hmm. I think we'll be safe. I think that if we continue to do that, uh, what we've been trained to do or what we've been doing, I think everything will be fine. I don't think this monkeypox is going to be uh, in the news long, and I don't think it's going to get any bigger than it is now as far mm -hmm. as spreading. Um, because people are already on, 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 on uh, high alert. Well, yet, for, for the for the coronavirus, and, and we already know how to protect ourselves. And I think because we're just so recently opening back up, a lot of people are probably. I mean, I know I'm still using all the same stuff I used during the quarantine, right? I'm still washing my hands um, vigorously with hot water and like antibacterial hand soap several times a day, and I'm I'm you know you know, taking care of my health and my family's health um, and dodging the vaccine to make sure that my immune system stays strong. Um, and so those are the things that I'm doing and those are the same things I'll do to protect from this monkey pox too. Right, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said, it's the timing for me. Like there's so much other stuff that's going on that needs to be paid attention to. Like they just arrested a guy in Buffalo, New York who drove way out of his way to go to a supermarket and shoot people, innocent uh -huh. civilians, Americans. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, you know, of course he was captured alive and unharmed. But my thing is, is 
I think that's more important than monkeypox. Yeah, and and that's exactly what I want to point out to our viewers. There are a lot of more important things going on than this monkeypox. But I just suspect that our media and our politicians are going to use it to A, distract us, to B, to instill fear in us, and C, to instill panic in us. And we'll be a bunch of helpless, panicked animals again, right? And we'll, you know, when, when animals are in a panic, and they're they're not thinking with their brains; they're thinking with their instincts instead. They do crazy stuff. Like when I, when I was a kid, I grew up in Montana, and in Montana, they, we had these things called buffalo jumps. TP, have you ever heard of a buffalo jump? No, I haven't. Okay, well, let me tell you what a buffalo jump is. And I shouldn't say we had them in Montana. It was something that the Native American tribes in Montana d- did, and I'm sure Native American tribes in other parts of the country do this as well. A buffalo jump is something that the Native Americans, aka Indians, used to do before they had guns to kill to kill wildlife, right? Because they didn't have guns until the white men came over, and so they had their tomahawks and stuff like that, and um, spears for killing uh, for killing buffalo. But another thing they did was they did these things they called buffalo jumps, and that was where they would herd the buffalo into a group, and they they scare them and they'd they'd like just hurt them off the end of the cliff so they'd fall and they'd all fall to their death and then they'd all be dead so the tribes would just pick up the meat and and oh wow that's genius yeah and that's that's what they did back then and um and so and that's what i saw happen during the quarantine during the pandemic that we just got through was people panicked and jumped off a cliff basically how many people's lives wound up devastated? A lot of people committed suicide. A lot of people lost their businesses. They lost their life savings. They lost their, their quality of life because of their health, right? And, right. And it, it was so much it was due to fear because they were reacting to the fear that was instilled into them by our media and our politicians. And people need to learn to stop and think before just reacting to that stuff. Because... You know, we're all going to die sometime. And that was the thing that drove me crazy most of all. It's the way these people, I mean, when when, it, when news first broke, TP, do you remember how scared people were? Because everybody was scared of dying. Well, I have right. news for you guys. I don't care who you are. I don't care what your skin color is, what your religion is. You're going to die. We're all going to die. Our, all our numbers will be up someday. And it's not worth throwing away our economy and our quality of life and everything we've built here in America for the last almost 300 years just because we're scared of being sick. You know what I mean? Right. And so I, I really hope with this next uh, pandemic that's coming out, this uh, monkeypox and any future pandemics that come along, I hope people will stop and think instead of letting their emotions be manipulated by uh, the media and by our politicians. Well, I mean, you're right. You're right. And, and, and I'm, I'm like this. I'm, I'm, I'm still focused on monkeypox. We have one confirmed case in the United States, um, and that person is alive. But we got one home-based terrorist who just killed 10 people. Yeah. Ten, that's 10 we, more people than monkeypox. Yeah, and we don't even know how monkeypox is spread, do we? We don't know if it's airborne. I mean, do we know if it's airborne? 
Well, they I said that it, they said I, 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 from what I learned is uh, the chances are uh, for it to go person to person are zero to just one person. So it's a, it's a really low number on uh, infections and and transmittal. So it's like if a person has monkeypox, the chances of them passing it on to another person is zero to just one person. So only I one person can possibly be affected by someone else having monkeypox. Okay, thank you for sharing that, TP. And with all due respect, I'm going to tell you that I think that's a bunch of baloney, because you sound like the talking heads when the when the uh, Corona broke out. Yeah, and I'm just saying that's just what the, the that's just what my research did. And I was like, okay, this is what's what's out yeah. here. Okay. Yeah, like. Like you don't have any real information about about symptoms about uh, does do most people die from it? Do most people survive it? Um, what like what are the worst symptoms? What are what are the I mean, all I know symptoms? as far as dying how is, is this how a, this how a is it spread and how is it how is it spread and where did it start and all of that stuff. These are all things that I I wish they would have put in the report before they just released to the world that six people caught the monkey pox and how many of them died? I don't know if you died. I think some survived or whatever, but because the, I mean, I know the first thing I thought was, Oh, here we go again. People are going to hear that and they're going to panic and it's going to, we're going to, it's going to tear down mm -hmm. what we started rebuilding here of our economy and our, our livelihoods. Right. And so, well, I mean, I that's supposed to be only a 1% mortality rate. So, um, that's not bad at all, considering you know one percent of a hundred mortality rate. I, I think that um we can beat this uh, before it even gets started and become uh too big a topic, because the more people talk about it, the more energy and power is going to get to spread. Uh, yeah, and I I only want to give this topic a few more minutes because I don't want to give it any more energy. Um, but um. Let me point out to you that um, that's exactly what was going on with the corona. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And news, bad news travels fast. Everybody wants to talk yeah. about it. Everybody was focused on the same yeah. thing. As long as we're and, all focused. And I, I, I think, I think that the what is it? The World Health Organization, their mm -hmm. statement should have more information in it than this. It should have like better details about transmission like does it jump person to person does it jump animal to person um how contagious is it percentage wise and stuff i find it very irresponsible to, to put this little statement out with zero details right like right. we don't know like like you probably, we don't know the mortality rate like what if nobody dies what if it's just like the common cold but they put this out there and people might start to panic right and right. being the World Health Organization, I think they probably have better information than this at their hands. And I think they just need to start manning up and maybe providing information to the world better. Um, and honestly, that would be um, beneficial to us all here in America if our government, of all, all branches of our government, would be more open with us about right. information. But I want to talk to you guys about this because I don't personally trust the who i don't really subscribe to any of their information um 
every time a virus comes out, like way back to the uh, the swine flu and the pig flu and oh, you know the stuff that was going on like 10, 15 years ago, I think it started. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were, we, all those uh, illnesses were coming up and they were inventing all these vaccines and they wanted everybody to go get them. Well, back mm-hmm. then, I, I was back then. I was already questioning these people in the who, right? And right. I really hope that I hope that most people in the world aren't like following the who like a religion. I hope they're not reading their their um, documentation and their studies and living their lives according to it. Because I think the who has proven to us in the last two plus years that they really don't know what they're talking about. And I really really hope and pray that America won't jump off a cliff again like we did in 2020 when the yeah I, I, it would be nice if everybody kept their cool and their distance mm-hmm. and went on about their lives because this isn't going to, to I mean we're already in a, a, a safety state of mind as far mm-hmm. as our, our distancing social distancing and a lot of people still wearing masks and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I think this should be a pretty easy win for us. It's not like we're out of practice mm-hmm. and it showed up. Yeah. You know, like had had the pandemic been gone a few years and then all of a sudden monkey park showed up, people are out of practice. I think it would have been more successful with mortality. But because we're still in practice, still in good habit of washing our hands and being safe, I think this thing is going to dissipate pretty fast. And I agree with you, TP. And I really hope that our politicians don't use it as leverage, as a, a an excuse to try to put us back under lockdown or try to take any of our other constitutional rights away like they did before, right? Because right. it was really ridiculous. And I really hope my viewers are listening to me. If they try it again, if they try to instill fear in you over this new virus or any other future virus, I hope you'll think back to what we've learned about the corona in the last two years plus right because right. i'm really fed up with i'm fed up with my life and everybody i know's life being devastated because most people are a bunch of helpless sheep who can't think for themselves why in the heck are they letting a bunch of politicians and media um you know uh basically tell them how to live their lives what happened to my my people who think for themselves right i i look at me i'm a blind american i'm sure i'm not the only american who's capable of thinking for themselves and who's capable of accomplishing stuff in spite of all this bs that's been going on and i I really hope my fellow americans are going to pull themselves up by their bootstraps and and look around them and realize all the great things they still have and figure out what they can do with what they have and start rebuilding um because that's the way we all need to look at our lives um because if you're gonna live your life being scared of dying then it's not worth living um and so we i think we just all need to think about that and think about how miserable we were the last two years or so with all this bs that's been going on Uh, do we want to get out there and live our lives in freedom like we always have or do we want to go back into the same state of mind we were in in the last two plus years where we're all terrified and we're all like restricting our movements and restricting our own opportunities in life just because we're terrified to go out our front door or walk too far because we might get sneezed on by somebody or something, you know? Right. Um, yeah. 
I mean, I'm already scared of public transportation in, in the cities because I won't take a city bus or a light rail or nothing like that. Um, Lyft, Uber, that's it. And then um, other than that, um, I will take a flight. I'm not crazy about Greyhound, but it depends on what the destination is and how long the ride determines on if I'll do that. Flixbus ain't so bad, though. I like Flixbus. TP, have you ever gotten signed up for Dial-A-Ride? I remember being signed up for Dial-A-Ride, but um, I'm too irresponsible for that. I'll, I'll, I'll forget to set the appointment. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I Even when I, like, I don't know if my Dial-A-Ride is even active. It should be because I never canceled it, but I haven't used Dial-A-Ride since before the quarantine. Right, um, me either. So I haven't even tried to call them, but um, um, I forgot what I was going to say about it. Um, huh? Anyway, it's it's a good resource, and honestly, I don't even know how much dial writing still functions. I should just give them a call and just see, because it would be right. good to know if they're still if they're still functioning. First of all. And it would be good to know if I'm still registered or if I have to go through the process all over again. And if I find out that they are still operating, if I find out that I am still registered, it would be nice to know that I can call for a ride next day if I need to and only pay. Well, it was $4 before the quarantine. I don't know if it's gone up, you know. Right, everything's gone up. Yeah, so um, dialogue may have gone up too. But these are questions I really should, and I, I promise my viewers I will call dial a ride and get all this information before our next show because I think it'd be good to know. Right. Yeah, I, um, I just, I, I keep like, when it comes to dial a ride, I just, I'm just not responsible enough for that advance notice stuff. Uh-huh. So, you know, I'll summon a Lyft or Uber. Yeah, that's why I wound up, wind up spending so much money on Lyft is because I forget to schedule my rides a day in advance. Yeah. Yeah, and then when it happens, what well, you do, Lyft or Uber. Well, and then Dial-A-Ride has that other feature where, are you there, TP? Hello? Gino, can you hear me? Hello? Yeah, something happened with TP. He's on mute. Okay. Um. So, ladies and gentlemen, we'll take a quick commercial break. And Gino, can you text TP? And let him know. Hey, hey everybody, I wanted to share with you the great news that you can now get all three of my books on digital download, Audible, or Amazon print on demand, or on Audible. You can get my first book, Because You're Blind, which is the story of how I woke up in 1989 at the age of 12 years old, totally blind, severely brain injured, severely brain injured and paralyzed on the left side of my body, and overcame that and a lot of other stuff. And then my second book, Changing My Perspective, is the story of how I overcame a lot of trauma that I was feeling the day I walked out of court on January 25th, 2012, after escaping from that illegal guardianship I was locked under for 15 years in the state of Montana. And then you can also get my latest book, Metamorphosis, which is my first fiction book. In this book, there are six short stories each of them about a different blind character that overcomes a lot of obstacles in her life. And it 
kind of ties into my own experiences, but I teach a lot in this book about how I overcame everything that I've overcome. And so I really encourage my readers to check it out. And I've gone out of my way to make all three of my books accessible to everybody. So please check them out. And if you could do me the favor of going up to Amazon and writing a review, I would really appreciate it. Um, and you can email me at info at bluebutterflyenterprises.com if you want to get more information. And now back to the show. You'll need to unlock your iPhone first. We're back. Okay. We're back. Thanks for staying with us, ladies and gentlemen. How are you, TP? I'm good. I'm sorry about that. I didn't. I don't know how to stop my. That's why I used to like doing this with my iPad because of my iPad don't get phone calls. Oh, you had a phone but, call. Yeah, and I don't know how to stop it when I'm trying to do something else with the phone. So you, if you go, do you have an iPhone? Hmm. I have the same phone you have, eight plus. So, what well, a phone you used to have. If you go into settings, you can turn on do not disturb and that will prevent phone calls and messages from coming through oh okay um that's, that's, how usually do that. what I, that's what i usually do but it will still let it will still let people on your favorites list through like emergency contacts like if you have your kids or your your wife or something on there it'll still let mm -hmm. them through but yeah if you put do not disturb on that's what cuts every, all that stuff out all right cool but, but you won't be able to get the email from Gino with that turned on, so you'll have to wait until you get the email from him. All right. For future reference. Well, when we're okay. backstage, I'll make sure I set those settings up. Yeah, great. Um, so what were we talking about before that happened, though? Um, I don't know. But, TP, are you going to be going to the convention in July? Uh, the one in Vegas or the one here? Um, no, it's in New Orleans, isn't it? Yeah, it's not in Vegas. Yeah, it's in New Orleans. Right. I, I don't know. Yeah, New Orleans. I have uh, every intentions of being down that way. I know that I'm in Jacksonville, Florida, July 23rd. So you said it's uh, July 5th, right? Yeah, it's like um, the 5th. Let's see. I think it's actually the 6th through the 10th. I, okay. I don't remember... Gino, do you have that information? I think um, I remember you telling me it was the 26th or the 10th. Give me a second. I'll be right, uh, right back. Yeah. Okay. So, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to keep talking because I think you guys can still hear me. And what I was going to talk to you about is the fact that I've gone to a lot of these, um, a lot of these uh, conventions, and um, oh shit, I lost my train of thought again. Um, oh, about uh, about. So TP said that he thought it was going to be in Vegas, and the reason he said that is because our last national convention was in Vegas, and this one is going to be in. Um, Louisiana. Um, but um, I wanted to talk to you guys um, and make sure that you guys at least register online if you can't attend in person. But if you can't attend in person at all, it would be a great opportunity because because if you're a blind American, um, attending your first National Federation of the Blind convention is a real life-changing event. Um, just like 
if you just go look at the NFB's website, nfb.org, right? Um, I've referred friends of mine there before, friends who I met who were not members of the NFB and who weren't even cane users, right? And they went on there and they watched videos of the NFB conventions and they were so excited when they watched the videos of thousands of blind people and their guide dogs or their canes as they're participating at the conventions and it, it was it's such a great experience so if you can't be at the convention in person i really really encourage you to go online and watch and like i said go on there and watch the footage of previous conventions because i like i said i've had blind friends who literally decided to go get the canines encourage them to get because they watched one of those videos and they saw all the other blind people living their lives independently and ha you know joyfully and successfully because you can tell just from watching the nfb videos and from joining the nfb like when i joined the nfb and actually i shouldn't say when i joined when i first heard about the nfb as soon as i heard their slogan i knew the nfb was the group for me because their slogan echoed the cry of my heart from the time i woke up blind at the age of 12. and that was that i could do anything i put my mind to and that my blindness was not going to hold me back and and so when i first heard those words from a friend of mine in montana who was a member of the nfb i couldn't wait to learn more information about the nfb and the nfb has not i mean a couple of things i've learned about the nfb are not that good right but all organizations have some flaws but overall the nfb's you know uh their main uh their main talking points and their slogan and their their uh principles of blindness is not what holds you back is entirely true and so if you are a blind american and you're not already a member of the nfb i strongly encourage you to become a member um i was blind for i think about 20 years before i found the nfb right and um it was a life changer for me i spent so many years uh, struggling along trying to find some opportunity in life trying to find some resources to help me learn to help me become successful at anything in life right i couldn't i couldn't walk across the street let alone read a book or use a computer you know before i before i joined the nfb and got a cane and stuff right but my life changed when i joined the nfb and and it breaks my heart when i think about the blind people that i know that i met over my experience who are living at home with caregivers because no one has put the tools in their hands and said the words to them that yes you can do it blindness is not what holds you back and I, I believed that life for many years, but anybody who knows me or my story can attest to the fact that blindness is not what holds me back because it hasn't held me back. Are you there? I can, I can attest to that. Blindness ain't stopped no show for you. That's for right. sure. And TP is not going to stop you either, is it, my friend? No, no, not at all. Yeah. You can forget about that. I won't be stopped. Yep. Not at all. Ah. Oh. Yeah, that's you... nothing gonna stop me. Oh, it sounded like you got hurt. No, no, no. I had moved around a little bit, and uh, 
you know how it is when you how when you when you're vision impaired, you can't see well. So oh, I'm yeah. trying to, yeah, I, I keep trying to depend on these glasses to help me, but they don't. Where'd you get those glasses? Uh, from the VA hospital. Are they to prevent glare from light? No, I have those too to prevent glare from light. But uh, these were supposed to help increase um, increase my line of vision from from uh, peripheral. I mean, I, I I've lost ninety six percent of peripheral in one eye, so it's supposed to just increase my uh, distance. Instead of being twenty four hundred, it's supposed to be like twenty eighty. Oh, cool! That'll be better then. Yeah, but um, it's supposed to do all that. I I I I, I can't say that it, it is. So, TP, um, if you could get your sight back so you could drive again and stuff, would you do it? In a heartbeat. Because, yeah. you know, I've been a member of the NFB for several years, and since I moved down here to Arizona, and I've gotten to know the NFB gang down here, and honestly, I've kinda, I haven't kind of, I have been too involved in them since the virus hit, because I just kind of stayed at home and started writing, but I've heard through the grapevine of various, I shouldn't say various, but of a few of my blind friends who went and got their sight back. I think one of them is using some bionic eyes. Bi and, bionic eyes? Yeah, there, there's people who are using bionic eyes now. Oh and, my goodness. And, and then... But then there's a, there's this stuff I'm going to learn about it at the end of June, right? That I think I'm pretty sure can help me restore my vision and my brain capacity that I lost, right? But, right. But um, it's so exciting if you if you think about it and if you understand. Or if you, I don't understand. I don't understand any of this 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 amazing medicine that and science they're doing now to heal people. But I have to tell you guys, I'm shocked because I'm getting the impression that these people, I should say these people, that doctors and scientists are now, I mean, I, I, what I saw online was that they're, quote, curing people. It said on there that they're curing people. Of, there's a long list of conditions on there, right? One of them right. was a traumatic brain injury. There was arthritis. Um, I, I think lupus, um, uh, fibromyalgia, um, you know, stuff like that. They're curing people of these things using this new technology. And I was shocked when I found this out. Maybe one of our viewers can tell me in our comments, like, did you guys know about all this technology? Am I the last one to find out as usual? Because I always feel like the last one. And to be perfectly honest, 20 years ago, I gave up on the stupid doctors helping me. So I haven't followed any medicine for over 20 years. And and I've been really kicking myself in the butt the last few weeks when I found out that it looks like they've actually been doing this for a while now. And I'm probably just out of the loop. So if you are watching, if you know, if you've experienced this technology, or if you know somebody who's experienced this groundbreaking medicine where they're curing people of all these conditions that have plagued us forever using the stem cell research. Please let us know. Oh, yeah. I um, sure hope that uh, this is going to be successful for those who need it. But, I mean, like I said, they, they, if they get one person, just one person, to reverse uh, their vision impairment, 
that's going to create a serious ripple effect of people. The line is going to get long fast. You yeah, know what I'm saying? The thing is, I think they've been doing it for a while now. I think they're already doing that. You have to understand, like, like 10 years ago, I actually talked to a researcher where they were working on this very technology, and he predicted it was just around the corner in less than five years at that point. And he told me, he said, watch the news, watch the news. Well, I didn't watch the news because, like I said, I didn't have faith in the doctors. And like, because when this happened to me in the like 89, I remember for the first few years, those doctors would say, someday the technology will be there. And I thought they were blowing smoke up my ass and up my parents' ass, right? And so, so, right. and now that the idea of being able to go to the doctor and this procedure sounds like it's probably pretty minor and probably is even an outpatient procedure, right? And I'm like, like, I've just been really, I'm like, oh my gosh, do you mean I could get my life back with something so simple? Mm -hmm. and, but I think I don't know what it costs and I don't know if it's covered by insurance. I know the appointment to go talk to the doctor about it is covered by insurance apparently because they accepted my insurance card. So Right on. And we're going so next month, right? Uh, yeah. Well, I'm going next month. Do you want to go with me? Yeah, I'll go with you. Oh, TP, thank you so much. I asked yeah, my I'll mom go. to come and be with me, and she couldn't. And I asked Gino, and he just doesn't seem like he wants to. And it'd be really great I'll to go have with him. Yeah, TP. And you know, I went to plenty of your medical stuff with you, too, huh, my friend? Absolutely. Yeah, after we spent a lot of time at the, the VA hospital. Yeah, after you got hit by the pickup and you were at my house, I went to a lot of your VA appointments with you. Yeah, I'll go. I'll be more than happy to go with you and, and get this information. Great, and then you can ask the doctor about your situation too, because I'm honestly, I'm just going in for a consultation. I, right. I'm sure he can't do anything at that that day of the appointment, so we'll be scheduling for future treatment after that appointment. But you can ask him your questions too, then. Absolutely. And, and so if they accept medical coverage for the consultation, I got that too. Yeah. So let me extend this invitation to our viewers. If you're watching and if you have some kind of disability or something, if you would like to send me an email at info at bluebutterflyenterprises.com, just with your question about is, is, can you treat A, B, or C with this, with this stem cell research? I would be willing to ask the doctor that information and record his, his response and play it for you on a future episode or send it to you in an email or whatever. I can email it back to you if you want, because this is really exciting news. And and I don't know how, I mean, I'm in Phoenix, but I know out, out there, like, because I grew up in North Central Montana, right? And I spent most of my life in Montana. And I know in Montana, access to these kinds of appointments and this kind of information is very limited. And I'm sure it is in a lot of other areas as well. So like I said, if you just email me your inquiry at info at bluebutterflyenterprises.com. And like I said, just say, just on the, on the email, just say, hi, my name is Bob. And I want to know, can this medical research heal my uh, osteoporosis? right? Whatever the condition is, I'll compile a list. And when I see the doctor that day, I'll ask him about each list or each one. And uh, 
and find out because I know my mother has fibromyalgia. I'm going to ask him about fibromyalgia on my mother's behalf. Um, I'm, I was already planning on asking him about my friend Teepee's you know, injuries from the car accident because I suspect that they can heal broken bones and, and stuff like that too with this research, right? Or with right. this medicine. And I told my ex-husband that they could probably even restore his heart to like new with this because, well, maybe not now that he has those synthetic valves, but see what he had before is he was just born with a birth defect in his heart. And I'm sure they could heal things like birth or fix things like birth defects with this medicine. So. Right. Well, hopefully um, this is all uh, breaking news and, and successful and all who needs it can get it and don't have to wait so long to, to, to feel better and do better. Yeah. And ladies and gentlemen, if you want to check out any of my books or any of our Becca's World memorabilia, I encourage you to go up to our website, um, bluebutterflyenterprises.com, or you can click on the store link on the bottom of our videos and get to it there too and purchase any of the stuff that we're doing. Um, or you can email us, like I said, at info at bluebutterflyenterprises.com if you have any questions or if you want to be involved, okay? Um, Keep. is there anything else you'd like to add? Uh, did you want to talk about comedy? Uh, well, I mean, there, there's a lot of stuff going around. If you go to Facebook and search uh, hottest comedy shows in the U.S., that's one of my pages, and um, I post comedy shows all over the country uh, with great acts on them. So wherever you are, you can find out uh, what's hot in comedy near you by going, going to Facebook and searching hottest comedy shows in the U.S. Okay, and comedy is always a fun time, ladies and gentlemen. Let me tell you, I love comedy, and I'm a I'm and so if you're a blind American, maybe you don't realize I'm a blind American, and Comedy clubs are really easy to get around in because, I mean, some, as long as you have a cane or a dog, you can get around in them really easy, and they're, they're fun, and a lot of times they serve food, and sometimes they serve alcohol, although I'm not so sure about that. Um, yeah, no, majority of the comedy clubs serve both food and alcohol. alcohol. Yeah, so, yeah, so, yeah, so it's, like, if you want to go on a date with somebody, it's a nice place to go. You know, or if you have a teenager, maybe if you want to go out to eat and watch some comedy, you know, it's probably a nice thing to do. Um, and I don't like, I love hanging out in comedy clubs. I just haven't done it much since uh, before the quarantine, but I'm getting back up there now. Oh, yeah. You've been to a couple of my shows. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And like I said, Facebook, go there and just search hottest comedy shows in the U.S. You will find a show near you. Go check it out. Support live comedy. Now, TP, do you have any any live shows in the Phoenix area scheduled for any time? No, not time? right now. I don't. Not right okay. now. But uh, we do. I'll be back next week. Uh, if anything happens between now and then, I'll let you guys know. Okay, great. And ladies and gentlemen, I hope you'll go check out my latest book, Metamorphosis. Um, it's a a series of six short stories, um, and each of them is about a different blind woman and her experiences um dealing with various things i deal with um like troubles with educate getting access to education employment uh decent health care um i deal with some of the prejudices that um well 
I dealt with the, the stories are told from the points of view of these different characters, right? But obviously, a lot of the experiences that they have are things I've had myself, or that I've at least heard other people talk about, or that I've just imagined from my own experiences. So, anyway, I really hope you guys will check Metamorphosis out, and I hope you'll tell your friends and family about it. And please like, share, and hit the subscribe button. That's a wrap, y'all. Peace out. Peace out, y'all. Thanks for. Thank you for watching Betcha's World. Please 